You have arrived at your destination. Hi, Joe. Let me see, are the preamps set correctly? They sound okay. Sounds good to me, but... Um, let me check the buttons. Button, the button, the button, button, the button, the button, button, the button. The buttons are correct? Buttons are correct. All right. Good, good. So, um, I was thinking earlier today... Yeah? What if you and I mm-hmm. were sitting together uh, in high school? Okay. So, Will and I went to high school together. We actually we met when we were about 10. That's right. About ten years old. Yeah, he he doesn't remember this, and and he, I don't like when you start stories yeah, that way. He doesn't remember this, but the first day I met him, we walked around the. <laughs> it wasn't the playground; it was next to the playground. It was like this. Oh god! It was like a black toppy yeah. kind of. It was like thing. a it was like, like a poor school's playground. Yeah, <laughs> it was just um, a parking lot. It was just it was just a big old yeah, cruddy parking lot that the, we'd play in, and there yeah. was this concrete wall that kind of went down yeah. and uh we we would walk on it yeah. uh, you and i and our and our buddy james uh james was the glue yep. there between you and i the, he, w- he the, sure the, was the spark and uh right. you were just walking around impersonating bill clinton sure. as a 10 year old sure and <laughs> it's uh yeah i guess he was president at the time seems seems like he would have been yeah right? yeah yeah. <laughs> yes, the math works out. Yeah, the math works out. <laughs> but in high school, yeah, we, uh, I mean, I guess uh, even though we didn't realize it, we listened to a lot of pop music. We did, yeah. Um, but to us, yes, pop music was a bad word. It definitely was. It was gross. Yes. We were in a uh, pop punk band when we yeah. were probably, I mean, we were in it for a long time, but like when we well, were... Well, depending on who asks, sometimes we were in a punk rock band. Right? That's right. Yeah, it depends. Depends on yeah. who we were talking to. But nevertheless, if you listen back to it as pop punk, uh, no one is going to. But nevertheless, we did write, we wrote a song about how we hated pop music, uh, spe- oh, specifically yeah. boy bands, if you remember <laughs> that. We wrote a song about how we hated boy bands. Um, yeah, we- what? With our, our drummer at the time, Adam, I want to say he came oh. up. With, I want to say he came up with the kernel of it, um, <laughs> the kernel of like whatever I that song was. I think he's actually a listener. Oh um, yeah, That's right. hi Adam. I, I know he used to say he would sit on the toilet and the, and the, the lyric ideas would <laughs> yeah, just come right. to him. That's right. <laughs> yeah. I hope that still happens. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I th- so we wrote a song about how we hated boy bands, not pop yeah. music in general, but boy hey. bands specifically. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. Welcome to the Common Creatives Podcast. <laughs> Welcome. My name is Dr. Will Simpson. I'm over here with the maestro. The maestro um, Joe. <laughs> Welcome. Welcome. So tonight we are talking about, tonight, today, I don't know when you're listening to this, we're going to talk about pop music. We are recording this after the sun goes Which down. is why I said that. Yes. So I would like, the first thing I would like to introduce uh, as evidence in this discussion is a quote from Patton Oswalt, who's one of my favorite comedians. He's very funny. And this is from a stand-up I heard a long time ago, and when we decided we were going to do an episode on pop music, I looked this up. Um, the whole bit doesn't work, but he does say this this one little tiny quote, I know I'm getting old because I don't hate any music anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I like I like that a lot. Yeah. Um, and I think where, where for me, where this podcast, podcast is going to end up is 
just listen to whatever. Like if you if sure. I don't, I doubt we have that many young listeners. Sure, and you know what? Not. I think there is a difference now in like uh, when we were kids, like yeah. just feeling okay to be you. <laughs> yeah, if sure. that makes sense. I feel yeah. like there's a movement with younger kids who are like, I listen to this and that's cool. We still had a little bit of that. Like it was badge of honor for us to hate certain music absolutely you know what i mean and i understand that i mean you're yeah. when you're that age but uh, um and and you know yeah. what i i think it it does stem from and, and i think it is probably like generational obviously sure. yeah but for us specifically what we thought of as pop music yeah is to this day still in my opinion just not very good yes um yeah when i you think of like yeah you know the backstreet boys or yeah. like yeah. Britney Spears. Like I get that it's super catchy. Yeah. Um but to to this day it's like I can't listen to that and just like You don't think it's good. I don't think it's good. Yeah, yeah. I get that. Um and I and I and I'm I do think that when we were of that age, there was this kind of wave of like super popular music. Yeah. And I again I just can't I can't say that without saying that doesn't happen for every generation. But yeah, I sure. feel like for us, like it was uh especially I don't know if corporate's the right word yeah. or um, manufactured. Sure. Sure. Yeah. And, and then you've got this band called Blink 182. That's right. Also a super pop band. Pop band. Yeah, of course. The most popular rock yes. band, power pop band yeah. on the planet. Yeah. And they're doing music videos where they're just mocking boy bands. Yes. And um, so that does two things. You yep. still have the pop music, which appeals to everyone and sells all the records. Yep. And then you get people, little kids like us, who are like, yeah, they're sticking it to those boy bands. <laughs> yeah. Um, Look, they're they're so edgy. They're running around in the oh nude. Oh, gosh. Yeah. They're running around in the nude. They're the first ones to do that in my 13-year-old life. So let's talk about what pop music is before we dig into okay. dig um, into specifics, right? What is yeah. pop music? That's a broad-ass category. Yeah. The uh, this I guess the simplest definition. Yeah. Uh, in its origin, pop music is, I guess, widely popular music. Popular. That's what the term yeah. comes from. Sure. Right. That's at least mm-hmm. its origins. Right. So, to some extent, and I didn't do any formal research on this. I'm just sort of no. going off the cuff. But sure. you don't get good for you, man. You don't. Yeah. Right. It's <laughs> it was difficult. It was a struggle. Uh, but you don't get pop music you don't get popular music in that sense until you get the development of mass media technology exactly right because you have to be able to have radio stations and then eventually mtv Mm -hmm. and all these types of quick communication tools relatively speaking to human history Mm -hmm. um so when you when you were telling me like that we were that you wanted to do an episode on pop music and then we were prepping for it i had two reactions yeah one of which was my High school reaction, which was ew, fuck pop music. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and then my other reaction as a, an academic and an adult was, oh, pop music is the counter to folk music. Sure, uh, not folk in terms of like Bob Dylan, but folk in terms of like music that grows organically from communities, mm-hmm. as opposed to mass culture, yeah. which is broadcast out through all these by gatekeepers through all mm-hmm. these sort of mass media technologies. Right. Radio, MTV, VH1, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so those are my two sort of initial yeah. responses. It, it, it is a little different for me yeah. um, because daily I do work in um, 
it's not the music business necessarily. I, I do work in the film business and I yeah. work in the ad business. You work around music and yeah. with music all the time. And I have found, and especially the last six or eight years of my life, yeah. I have found a um, uh, a respect uh, for just very well produced music. Yeah. So, like when you think of a producer, yeah, a well a well thought out production in the sense of like. Uh, if if you imagine an orchestra playing, um, you know you have the notes, but then you have the orchestration. Yeah. How are those notes spread out across the orchestra? Like yeah, the the high violins singing that like very kind of romantic, you know, melody, but yeah. then you have the, you know, the French horns swelling this warm thing. All of these things have their place. Yeah. And as technology kind of grows um and i guess it started uh and we'll get there but it, it kind of started with the beatles wanting yeah. wanting to do more with production definitely um it's not just uh some some people in a room jamming on their instruments right yeah, yeah. so i've anytime i hear a production that's very unique mm-hmm. I, I i made a comment the other day i was uh with my buddy uh kent carney uh-huh. um he's a local comedian here in louisville yeah and we were talking about uh, Janelle Monet, mm-hmm. and I, <laughs> my first comment was the noise floor in that lead vocal on that song is non-existent, mm-hmm. and that's and when I'm listening to it, I'm hearing the sonic textures, qualities yeah. of how this thing was put together. Yes, and to get a microphone that when you're whispering sounds so, it's like she's here with you. Yeah, and um, it's not capturing all that sort of noisy exactly. room stuff um, that kind of st- stuff just it's like dog it's like popping skittles yeah it's like just yeah. pure fun for uh-huh. me it's just candy right huh yeah so this has to do with how does that influence sort of how you think about what we would call pop music sure how um, does that new development or not necessarily new for you but like how does right. that development and how you relate to music i'm trying to think of how we just got here how do, how do we, we were talking about mass media and right. you started so, talking let's, about how, before, yeah. before we get there, let's, sure. let's kind of rewind a little bit. Yeah. Um, so pop music starts with essentially... Um, it's a good question. Yeah. Where does it start? <laughs> I think it starts in the 50s with yeah. Columbia Records. Okay. Um, I forget the guy's name. Uh, is Mitch something? I think I wrote it down. Mitch Miller. So he okay. was like the, the head of Columbia Records and... Yeah. He was um he was kind of instrumental in ushering in from your Frank Sinatras yeah. and your singers who used an orchestra backing, yeah. an orchestra and a piano sure. to sort what of. we think of as rock and roll. Okay. So you would take um or a blues artist who's playing this kind of like slow, just like bluesy thing. Yeah. And putting a backbeat, four on the floor backbeat with it. Sure. Uh, a folk artist who's uh-huh. doing more of like a you know, a what we would consider now kind of more of a country yeah, thing. Definitely. Like Johnny Cash. Uh-huh. Put a backbeat to it. Yep. Make it make it exciting. Yep. And then you have Infuse a little energy sure. into it. Then you have Elvis Presley. Yes. And Elvis Presley and I think is probably where what we think of as pop music starts, or at least around that time. Yeah. He starts to and why is that, right? I think I think the interesting thing about Elvis, and I said this off mic, but I'll say it again. I listened to some early I've I've spent no time at all in my life thinking about Elvis. I just don't think about him ever. Sure. Um, I, never I do. Been, I've never been a fan. I never got into him, whatever. Like, I don't dislike him. It's just yeah. I didn't never think about Elvis. And so I went and listened to some 
early Elvis and then some later Elvis this week, and I didn't like become crazily intimately familiar with it or anything. No. But just listening to the hits, right? Jailhouse Rock, yeah. uh, Hound Dog, all that stuff. He's just stealing from black American music. And, right. and that's a duh moment for everyone else, but sure. I had just never... I, I'd heard that said, but I never listened to the music and then conceptually realized, oh no, he just he just stole that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Legit. But so why is then, why is he one of the big pressure points of what we would call popular music? I have a thought about this, but sure. I'm curious why um, you think. I mean, my, my thought is um, he is uh, a straight-up performer. Yeah. And if you think about pop music and popular music and popular music being yeah. music being consumed by a large amount of people, right? Yeah. So it, it can't be pop music if originally it couldn't be pop music yeah. if uh, you heard it down in Memphis, but you couldn't hear it like yes. you know in New York. It has to do with technology. So how does that? It was the equivalent of what we think of as viral now, right? Yes. Uh-huh. Um, the yeah. thing that whatever that beat is, whatever that. The voice, the yeah, it's it's a whole package of yeah, taking this type of music and then kind of speeding it up, and it's this yeah, this handsome white military yes. guy with a you yeah. know a dreamy voice and a and a guitar that's shaking his hips like, and, and I think that's a big part of it is the fact that he is a visual as well. Exactly, it's not only about the sounds that he can produce; it's about him as a sort of consumable package yes and i think that idea comes back again and again when we talk about pop music mm-hmm. whether we're talking about because there's two senses in which we can talk about it we can talk about it as popular music right mm-hmm. music that lots and lots of people gravitate toward or pay money for or etc cetera, etc cetera. and then as it develops you start to talk about pop as a genre of music yeah and pop, there are, and there yeah. are many subgenres subgenres yes. of music uh, pop yes. music that were developed and developed and coined not long after Elvis started doing his thing. Okay. The Beatles and the Monkees and yeah. all of the, this. This yeah. is like 10, 15 years later down the road. Mm-hmm. These artists are blowing up, right? Yeah. yeah. And people are starting to categorize them as types of pop music at yeah. that point. What you know about Baroque pop music? What's Baroque pop music? Baroque pop music is the Beatles. Okay. And a lot of artists like that. Huh. So... This is what's super interesting about the Beatles versus like an Elvis Presley. Sure. So Elvis Presley, you know, so like uh, one of of the early like big pop producers and and you're also going to see this repeated over and over again is a producer will rise uh, in popularity and many artists will work with this producer. Yeah. And that's how you're going to get this homogenous sound. Yeah. Um, every five or ten years. Now it's even every year. Makes sense. So when Elvis was uh, getting started, that was Sam Phillips. Okay. And he owned Sun Records oh, yes. in Memphis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Elvis, Roy Orbison, um, basically anybody in the movie Walk the Line, Johnny Cash, <laughs> yeah. uh, sure. Jerry Lee Lewis, all yeah, of these yeah. artists were, were produced by Sam Phillips. Yeah. And the thing that differentiates, in my opinion, and this is me, this isn't me reading something, this is me understanding that baroque pop music is a thing yeah and this kind of rock and roll early pop music is a thing yeah when you listen to a elvis song yeah you can guess the next chord okay yeah but in a beatles song it's not necessarily that way later beatles particularly right even earlier Beatles. really okay i mean yeah i want to hold your hand has some interesting choices okay in the chord progressions gotcha um there's 
that you wouldn't find in an Elvis song. That you wouldn't find in an Elvis song. Um, you know, Elvis song is going to follow blues patterns. Yes, exactly. Whereas the Beatles, even the early, early Beatles, kind of do. Kind of do, yeah. But when you're listening to it, you're like, oh, what's mm-hmm, that? Mm-hmm. It's classical music. Yes, okay. So Baroque pop music gotcha. is pop music. Yeah. Essentially, classical music simplified yes. to be easy, more easily digestible, I think. That's interesting. Yeah. Um, it makes perfect sense, especially right. because, I mean, the later Beatles, correct me if I'm wrong, they weren't touring. They were just holed up in studios right. well, crafting I mean, records. What's crazy about the Beatles is that their career was like six or seven years long. Yeah. And they were there's have such a wide array of what yeah uh you would consider their genre but at the same time you can you can hear these like classical music influences from the start definitely yeah beatlemania right yeah so beatlemania is yes this idea of these four british young men quote unquote long-haired long-haired mop mop top mop tops yeah uh british young men yeah coming to america real quick this might be funny Um, yeah uh, and you actually might hear the heat. The heat kicked on. Um, we did have to just stop because uh, Tiff ran downstairs saying that uh, my little little guy Waylon just chewed through an electric cord <laughs> and about zapped himself. If this is your first episode, this is not <laughs> Joe's son we are talking about. <laughs> you did just say my little guy. Yeah, he is my little guy. <laughs> he is. He is. But I just thought if this is your first, if this is your on ramp to the podcast, yeah, it's like Joe's son just chewed through. <laughs> <laughs> yeah my little uh pup little guy he uh yeah he just about zapped himself so uh watch your dogs guys and stop watch your dogs stop recording podcasts in the basement exactly um so yeah we were talking about beatlemania um, yeah yeah it, it, it's this i reoccurring recurring idea that the music alone is only one piece of the puzzle right yes um yes. you have this image of these these four it's 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 this package that um yeah just and my mom like she and she didn't know what it was she would she said she'd sit up in uh-huh. her room yeah playing records yeah and she would just cry okay the Beatles the Beatles yeah, yeah. okay sure um, not knowing why yeah but she would just cry while yeah. these this band played what do you think that is <laughs> yeah yeah this is this is where I come down on this question of what is pop music right and I think. I mean, I do think it doesn't just have to do with visuals, but it has to do with particularly the commercialization of music. And I don't necessarily mean that in a bad way, mm-hmm. um, but I do think that it has to do... That's why you need a package as opposed to just the sounds themselves. Right. Is because with the advent of all this mass media technology, the Beatles are not just something you can listen to, right? And this becomes increasingly more the case. The Beatles are also something that, for a while anyway, you could go see. Mm-hmm. The Beatles are whatever. Eventually, this turns into like teen magazines and stuff. It yeah. turns into... And I, now... I, I, I was actually thinking yeah. earlier, if you've seen an artist that you like on a on like teen, Teeny Bop or Teen Vogue, yes. that's a pop artist. It absolutely is. And I did used to buy those up yeah that had blink on it of course of course we <laughs> you know and and so this breaks into little subgenres. and now what's interesting is because you have the development of pop music the genre you can now have bands that are not pop by genre that are popular 
in that sense that are commercialized that are part of a broader package where the music is only one piece i mean you have like when we were growing up it was it may still be a thing i don't know but it was alternative press magazine wasn't that the name of it yeah all -hmm. press and they would have bands that we liked Right. And it was essentially the same type of thing. I mean, it didn't yeah. have like, maybe it did have posters in it. I don't know, but nevertheless. Yeah, I can't um, remember. But it had like big glossy pictures of these bands that we thought were cool mm-hmm. and interviews with them and all this stuff. I mean, that's a teeny bopper magazine. It's just aimed at seeing kids, essentially. Yeah. Um, if you want, whatever the broad, punk rock kids, scene kids, yeah. metal kids. Uh, so all those for, types for of those people. of you who are just super disconnected from our generation, yeah. specifically being in high school. Yeah. In the early 2000s, right? Um, When our parents grew up, you had hippies. Yeah. When we grew up, you had scene kids or emo kids. It's true, yeah. Um, It was just this... uh, Hair straighteners and bandanas... Yeah, and, uh, and black fingernail polish Makeup, and eyeliner. Uh, the the everywhere the invention of the digital camera. <laughs> Absolutely, and, and not the. Cam- I'm not talking about on your phone. No, there were no. There were phones, but they were flip phones. Yeah, but you had a no a, a digital camera. Yeah, and you yeah. had to be and you had to point. You had to hold it up and point hold it, it down. Up, point it down. Get that flash going. Look straight up at it. Absolutely. Yeah. Sadly. Yeah, that <laughs> looks sad. Well, you hurt. Uh, yeah, hurt. Yeah, yeah. Studded belts everywhere. I had. Several. Yeah. It was yeah. great. It was wonderful. But yeah, that was our that was our scene back mm-hmm. in the day. So this whole notion that there is a package, I think, reaches I think this is what and this is where my first reaction to the term pop music came from. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Is when you get this sort of packaging and commercialization to where it feels like it's economics first. Mm-hmm. And then the music and artistry doesn't have to just be music. I'm into like visuals and stuff like that. I'm into sure. the idea of making a package of a band or something like this. But when it feels like economics put the foot forward first, right? That's where I get my punk rock middle fingers in the air, and I'm yeah. like, I don't want this. Of course, you know what I mean. This this is what I think is interesting, though. Yeah. So I I think you know this is the common creativist podcast. Yes. Um, I do think that, and I wouldn't have said this growing up, yeah. that creativity plays a huge role in pop music. Yeah. And I definitely wouldn't say art artistry plays a huge role in pop music. Yeah. Um, and I think to to some extent, it's hard to consider some pop Wait, music. But you would say that now? Yes. Yes. Okay. And I'm not saying all pop music is art. Yeah. Um, but I do think that there's this, you know, you've got, imagine the simplest thing you can think of. Yeah. Um, well, first of all, I'm gonna I'm gonna say this. Here are some characteristics of what people think of as pop music. Okay. Rhythmic. Yes. You have to have a beat of some sort. Melodic. Yep. Uh, repetitive. Repetitive is key. Um, and also with the rhythm, uh, the time signature has to be simple. So four yes. on the floor. Yep. Easy to move to. And then it can go as far as lyrics, and it and it should. Yes. Um, for me, that's not the first thing I hear, but sure. the lyrics should be relatable in some way. Yes, in some um, way. In some way. So that's what you think of when you think of the entry level into pop music, yes. right? Yes. Uh-huh. The opposite end of that spectrum is like atonal, avant-garde music. Of course. Right? Yeah. yeah. Um, and atonal, atonal music, um, and there's another term that I, I the, the it escapes me but the idea behind this type of music was 
you have a chromatic scale yes. where you, you try and utilize every note of the chromatic <laughs> scale in yeah. a way without repeating yourself. Okay, sure. And that's music. That's sure. avant-garde, right? Yes, of course. So those are the two ends of the spectrum. Yes. And I feel like a lot of, many artists are, are trying to find their way to the middle. Mm-hmm. First example, Beyonce Knowles. Yes. Destiny's Child. Yep. Started in, in a time where you and I, were, she was on the radio, right? Yeah. Destiny's Child was, for us, just not a cool band. No, no, no. They were a part of that wave. They were of a part of that of... wave of boy bands and girl bands. Yes, and, um, and, exactly. And probably, they felt constructed. They felt constructed and, and arguably better than most of those bands. Sure, but definitely in that wave. Right. Beyonce breaks off, kind of does her own thing. Yeah. Starts to kind of play with like kind of more Motown sounds or, or yeah. more, more R&B sounds and all of these different things. Sure. And she just kind of keeps moving in one direction, right? Yeah. Until she kind of lands in a place where recently, the last couple of years, Lemonade uh-huh. came out. Yeah. And was that the first song you had heard off that album? Uh, yes. That I sent, and you yes, heard it? it was. Yes. Um, what song did you send me just so people know? What song was it? It was Sorry, maybe? Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think I sent it to you just because when that music video came out, it kind of made waves. Okay. Kind of hard to explain, but you, you, you can go see it. But when you watch that video and when you hear that song, you don't think, this is just super easy listening. Yeah. Um, it's not hard to digest. Yes. Right? But there's more to it. There's more to it. Um, you can tell she's trying to say something. Um, she's using the visual medium to make some sort of cultural statement, yeah. right? Yeah. Let's ta- let's talk about St. Vincent for a second. Okay. So St. Vincent or Annie Clark yeah. is an artist um, who I think you introduced me to like several years ago. Yeah, yeah. And you guys could probably hear Dolly. She she gets upset at night. She gets She's a little afraid of the dark. Scary and out there. She wants to protect the house. You understand. So St. Vincent's first album isn't easy listening. Yeah. It's not again. It's not super hard to digest, but harder to di- to digest than even a more the the most modern Beyonce song, right? Sure. Those elements of pop that kind of keep you coming back to certain things aren't there. Yeah. And there are times where that's all I want to hear, but there, are, you know. Yeah. Anyway, fast forward. Next album. Next album. Next album. Newest album. Yes. Is the the easiest thing to to consume, right? Yeah. Is it on the level of just what you think of as kind of super easily listening pop? No. Uh-huh. Um, but she started in one, on one end. Yeah. Beyonce started on the other end. Interesting. And I feel like they're both trying to find that middle. That's very interesting. Yeah. Um, I mean, so... I don't think... See, because I don't think St. Vincent will ever go beyond... Destiny's Child. She'll never go right. Destiny's Child, easy, digestible. Exactly. Yeah. I think I think there's this sweet spot that, that artists who are trying to appeal to a large group of people yes. are trying to find. Because I don't think... Mo- mostly, I don't think good and genuine artists or authentic artists, sure. if they're authentic people... Whatever, yeah. Um, I, th- I think they're trying to create something important yeah. um, in, in some form or fashion. Well, that's a really good... I mean, I think that is... I think it's very profound and i think that is generalizable to art in lots of different mediums so i think if you're talking about film too or you know anything if you're talking about poetry if you're talking about whatever you want it to be accessible but at the same time challenging right because if it's 
inaccessible mm-hmm. than nobody but you know some little corner of nerds who are just yeah. into variations in form those people are going to be into it whatever uh, that's I, yeah, I fine think, i think challenging is the word i was looking for yeah. yeah but like but at the same time the other there are two ends to the spectrum when you think about it that way because the other end is just anybody can access it and that's not necessarily bad but from an artistic perspective like this is the type of music that i think is sort of gross is yeah i think when you go too far in that sort of uh, sort of uh this is easily digestible for everyone mm-hmm. even people who aren't musicians and to be honest don't give a shit about music right i think you sort of get this lowest common denominator right thing you know and, what i mean you know and i like to give the artist the benefit of the doubt sure if when i were a younger musician touring musician if i had been given like a dope opportunity and been asked to water myself down a little bit yeah just a little a little history like will and i started this band yeah high school a few years went by we we went on our first couple tours uh will left the band to pursue uh education and other things i kept going changed the band name moved yep. to nashville yep we got uh a record record deal offer mm-hmm. um smaller but smaller small enough to where they did want us to change yes what we were doing to some extent yeah um so at that point we basically said no take a hike like yeah we, this is what we want to do <laughs> the yeah and the reward yeah. sure for, for 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 taking that yes making that change was was not worth compromising ourselves yeah so i i think about a lot if i had been given like the opportunity that like if it was like a crazy opportunity if you know destiny's child was 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 kind of created by this machine yes and then thrown out there beyonce Knowles is um undeniably great yes at what she does yes Um, incredibly sophisticated artist yeah right so i wonder if i you know it's it's uh, I say all that to say I I try to give the artist the benefit of the doubt. Sure, of course. And I think as an artist progresses and they gain more control, especially now in 2019, yeah. like the machines have much less control. Sure, sure, um, certainly. I'd like to get into that soonish. Yeah. Um well, and and just to jump in there, so this this part of uh part of my general response and I feel like I have more of a Ugh, toward pop music than you sure. do even today yeah even though i started no, off I that pat oswald thing of like i don't hate music anymore it's it's pretty much true i don't yeah essentially what that means now is i just don't think about the music that i don't care for right do you know what i mean it's mm-hmm. not around me all the time i'm it's, not in you're a not, school where you're people not, are gonna be <laughs> but know? also you're not you're um, not coming home from school yes. seeing music videos on tv yes that's very um, true that's not that doesn't happen anymore culture is much less monolithic right so i get hit with four new playlists every day but yeah. they all contain stuff that even if i haven't heard it i'm gonna kind of like it yeah. you know what i mean i still have more of that and i do think it goes back to when you and i were in bands together mm-hmm. and we started doing songwriting or even production sessions not songwriting sessions i guess but production sessions about songs that we had already written right where even the little taste of let's think about the audience right hit rub me the wrong way does sure. that make sense yeah it was it's like it's one of those things where if it feels to me like the artist is thinking about their audience too much mm-hmm. it it sits weird yeah because that reads to me as I'm trying to make a product that you're going to like 
And there's really nothing wrong with this. It's pretentious. What right. I'm saying is pretentious as shit. Sure. But it's just my honest emotional reaction to mm-hmm. it, which is that if you're thinking too much about your audience, I'm I'm going to be less interested. Sure. Right. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. And so those are artists that I sort of gravitate towards are the ones who like my favorite artist probably the past 10 years is Jeff Rosenstock. His, yeah. his, his sort of quote unquote breakthrough record, which was on like side one dummy records or something like that, has a wrong note on it. Like yeah. he, he plays the piano part and he hits a wrong note yeah. and he left it in there on purpose. I mean, this is intentional. This is not sure. yeah. whatever. Absolutely. But it's one of those things where it's like, it was a mistake in the moment. Right. And it was just, he liked the rest of it. But, so but and what so, I think is yeah. so interesting about Jeff Rosenstock. Sure. Is that I would argue that he is a power pop artist. Sure. Yeah. In genre. His genre. Yes. Exactly. So yeah. he's he's pulling elements of. Of course. You know he's and and I, I think for you you know yeah. you have always gravitated toward what's this guy saying and of how course. do I relate to that? Yeah. Definitely. And I do that. Sure. But I think the reason I ended up as a composer, like for for film and that kind of thing, is that like. The notes mean so much to me, definitely, and the production yeah. and the and the timbre and the yeah. way these things, the click of a of of a percussion and yeah. like like Kimbra, for example, the, the texture of the sound itself, right? There's an artist Kim, Kimbra who's a very, I think she 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 gained popularity. She was the second singer on that song, somebody that you used to know. Yes, okay. Um, her her debut album came out after that, yeah. produced by the same guy. Yeah very she's very into production yeah the songs are good and they're they jam she's got a, a really pretty voice but she and she, she almost sings a little bit out of her range which i find just aesthetically a little bit raw but the production on those albums like she's creating this full beat with her voice yeah layers and layers of her voice and yeah. like just the textures it's just like yeah. that's enough for me to just jam yeah um, yeah, no, I get that, and and um, in my day to day, I don't really have much of a kickback against music, like you're saying, because I don't really listen to too much. Like the songs, um, so for everyone else, Joe sent me a playlist to listen to, like here's some of the stuff he was into that's right. pop music yeah. from the last couple of years, because I'm just totally out of it. Like I, I haven't listened to any of that stuff. Uh, Kendra, let me hear if you post Malone song. She's been listening to him yeah. uh, a and, while back. Maggie yeah. got into Ariana Grande, so I've heard some of her records. Yeah, and Ariana Grande but, for me. Yeah. Um, again, like I, I feel weird talking yeah. about an artist in a way that like doesn't give them the benefit of the doubt. Interesting. Um, yeah. Just because I don't know this person. Sure. Um, oh, that's and, so interesting. Yeah. See, I would think about talking about Ariana Grande or any of these big. Yeah. I would think of that much more as talking about a multimedia machine, like a product. Yeah. Yes. Then I would think about as talking about them as an artist, right. which is really not fair, but sure. is is just kind of um, true. You know, Ariana Grande has done some interesting things recently. Yeah. But for her, the thing about Ariana Grande that's so great, first yeah. of all, she's very pretty. Sure. Right? But her voice is kind of remarkable. Yeah, yeah. In uh, her just skill set. Yeah, yeah. And I think she has tried to push the boundaries um, in her yeah. last couple albums. But at the same time, it's for me, she's an artist that it's hard for me to like... I don't think she's doing what Beyonce's doing. That's what I, well, and that's what I was going to say. And I think those two are can be used to typify yeah. different uh, inroads into into pop music. So Beyonce, the reason that I think she's an incredible artist is not because of her 
raw technical talent. But she, it's there, bro. It's there. No, of course. Of course it's there. She's full package. Y'all, but, y'all pull up a song called Love on Top and yeah. just wait for the key chains to end, key changes to end because yeah. they almost oh, don't. Oh, because they keep going. That's right. I've oh, heard that song. Oh, God. It's so good. So she has that level of like her voice is technically incredible, right? Yeah. But she has more than that. So, like, the video that you sent me has conceptual meaning built in that's very sophisticated. Right. Whereas I think that's the piece that's maybe not there with an Ariana Grande mm-hmm. or or any any number of pop right. singers like this where technically they're amazing. And to some extent, if I'm an amazing singer, I can be a pop star. But really what that means is I am the face of a team who is coming up with concepts, who's coming up with design sure. elements, who's coming up with all this stuff. And all these people are going to have teams. Right. But what I mean is it at least reads as just an audience member that Beyonce has a better hold on what the broader sort of meaning of what she's right. putting forth is mm-hmm. than someone who is just an amazing voice and is essentially the front man for right. songs, sure. right, produced mm-hmm. records or something, yeah. if that makes sense. It makes sense. So I think those are two different ways to go in. Yeah. So sp- speaking of kind of the the, the package that is um, pop music. Yeah. I take this all the way back to I guess the seventies. I say something and it triggers like another another thought. So <laughs> sure. Um, there have been like three major phases in pop music um, as far as just waves in in cultural culturally changing pop music. Yeah. Um, so the first was in the sixties. Uh, and I think that was kind of the the uh, kind of after the Elvis thing, the introduction of like um, Euro uh, European British, British, British bands, the, yeah. the, those those types of bands. Yeah. Um, the second was in uh, the eighties, so 1983. Okay. The big change there was uh, the synthesizer. Right. Um, so you've got the yeah. synthesizer, you've got the drum machine, um, you've got a sampler, digital so dig- instruments, di- digital instruments. Yeah. Um, and you know, there, there are tons of bands you could, you could reference that, that utilize this. Yeah. Um, but the big one is Michael Jackson. Yes. The king of pop. The king of pop. Yeah. Uh, Quincy Jones was his main producer, uh, and he was a good friend with the mini Moog. (laughs) Okay. So all those, these, these just dope synthesized beats were, you know, those, these kind of Moog synthesizer sounds. Um, so this was this, the next big wave of pop music, which would go on to influence like Tears for Fears and those yeah. types of bands, Devo, you know, and then you have Prince yeah. who came out around a similar time. Now Prince utilized, uh, you know, Michael started with kind of disco sounds, right? Whereas yeah. Prince started with funk. Yes. So, so I, I guess the idea is that like pop music as, as a single kind of in case genre yeah. doesn't really exist in my mind. Okay. Um, Prince does not sound like Michael. No. But from a distance, you could say they're right, very similar. Right, right, right. Okay. You've got these kind of very overly simplified elements that are pop music. Yeah. But Michael started with this sound, and he developed into like almost this kind of odd, aggressive, scary pop sound. Yep. And Prince just got funkier and funkier, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, so that was the 80s. That was the second bit wa- big wave. Yeah. Um, the third wave was actually in the 90s. I want you to guess what that wave was. Wave in the 90s. Oh, I bet I can guess. I bet I know what it was. I don't know that you do. Oh, really? Yep. Interesting. What's your guess? 
Was it... So I have two guesses. Let me yeah. try my first one. I think... Okay. okay. Was it grunge? No. Was it hip-hop? It was hip-hop. Yes! So Got it. we were actually just talking upstairs before we, we, we started getting into this conversation about what <laughs> yeah. pop music was. And, yeah, yeah. Uh, Tiff is so funny when, this, when it comes to this stuff because she's very <laughs> kind of like fact, factual. Yes. She's and, a scientist. Uh, she's a scientist. Yeah. She's... She's getting her doctorate in micro microbiology, and yeah. I'm like writing tunes, right? So that that's our <laughs> dynamic. Sure. And we were talking about Kendrick Kendrick Lamar. Yeah. And Kendrick Lamar, like his latest album, it's like it's just hard to say. It's super popular. It's super sophisticated. Yeah. Um, I guess the beats are what make it so, and the timbre of his voice is very specific. Yeah, it's a good one. Um, her her comment was, "Hip hop isn't rap music. Isn't pop? Rap music, music isn't pop." Yeah. Um, well, Run DMC and the Beastie Boys say different. Right. Um, so these are two of the, two of the artists that um, kind of yeah. started this idea of. So <laughs> I, I watched this really nerdy video uh-huh. on um, a way to. It was like a TED talk on a way to feed beats, notes, songs into a computer and map what inherently made uh. pop music uh popular that or what what yeah. what what the attributes of yeah what was the most popular at the time were so you had sure. you had beats at one point you had a uh melody at one point and in the 90s the melody kind of goes away interesting it's much more about cadence and rhythm, rhythm. and beat huh um so yeah hip hop and you, you talk about like an artist like post malone yeah i can't get into post malone uh-huh uh, I, I i've heard things about post malone and that make me feel like he is like an artist yeah um just aesthetically his genre doesn't listening to post malone makes me feel like an old old person yes in the way that i don't really like that feeling i can't even really talk about where post malone comes from as a from a tradition of music sure. in a way that doesn't make me feel like an old person yeah he comes out of sort of does he come out of like SoundCloud mumble rap Gen Z stuff? Maybe. Is that correct? Maybe. See, I don't um, even know. I don't even know either. Yeah. But Post Malone is directly inspired by hip hop. Oh, of course. Um, yeah. And I think right now that's the big wave of. Okay, this leads me leads me to, to my next point. I'm sorry. Like, no, you're I, good. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna go all over the. You're place. good. I do just have I to jump. In, I do everybody. just have to jump in there and say, kids, just do. Please do wait until you're like 26 to get your first face tattoo. Yeah. Just hold <laughs> off. I'm not saying don't do it. I'm not gonna be that old guy. I got tattoos. I love them. Should but we make? Like, let's let's make it 28. Let's make it 28 until you get your first face tattoo. face tattoo. You can get your first tattoo at like you know wherever, yeah. like yeah. whenever. That's okay. But like just make it somewhere that you can hide it because you might be embarrassed of it. And don't get it on your face, please. That's all. So this leads me, leads me to my next my next point. Yes. Okay. Before before we go there. Okay. Before we go there. Before um, this this idea of uh, um, this idea this does not lead me to my next point. This is I just want to get here before I go to that next point. Okay. okay? Um, so a lot of the songs I sent you, I feel like it kind of correlates to my next point. Okay. So I think for for me to like music now. Yeah. Okay. Um, there are some artists, some pop songs I, I'll hear on the radio. I rarely listen to the radio. Yeah. But when I do, if I hear one that just that uh, what the kids call a banger, yeah. I'm into it. Like <laughs> the kids call it yeah, it's a uh, bop, dude. A bop. Yeah, it's a bop. Uh, so uh, there's an artist. Uh, I think she's a Latina artist named Camilla something. Okay. She did that uh, song that's uh, uh, about uh, Havana. 
Yes. Havana, yeah. She's got this new song yeah. that I heard on the radio driving the uh, other day. Uh-huh. The chorus feels like Ace of Bass. Okay. And I'm like, this song is dope. Like, d- yeah. do I think she's an artist that like has this thing that like, no, she could get there, but like, sure. I don't think there's anything wrong with listening to something just because it's got a beat. No, yeah, right? of course. Yeah, yeah. Um, but- I just like how many people are probably like yelling at their at their <laughs> phones right now. They're like, here's the name of her and here's the name of that new song that right. you heard because uh, I don't know. Yeah, so, <laughs> you know, you can just turn on the radio and hear these songs that are bops. Yeah. Bangers. Yeah. Um, got a good and, beat. And you don't have them. to overthink them. Um, they're, they're candy. Yeah. Yeah. But for me, coming from a, a, a very, like, listening to it's a ton of music background growing up, yeah. playing a lot of shows, seeing a lot of bands, Yeah. I kind of uh hid my head under a rock for several years uh-huh. and just tried to escape it all um, sure. i think a lot of it was just being bitter for not being successful sure i um, mean being able to do that for a long time and also just being tired yeah um so for me to really enjoy an artist now yeah i need an in okay i need uh usually it's not just hearing a good song okay i need some sort of not even necessarily emotional connection, but I need some context as to who this person is. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So, for example, uh, one of my favorite dudes right now, Yeah. and it's funny that I say this because this dude co-wrote and produced Taylor Swift's album 1989. Okay. Which I do not, I don't care for. Okay. Um, I get it. Yeah. But this dude, his name's Jack Antonoff. Okay. I actually went into Quills the other morning, and I I heard the... um, I heard the uh, barista say, man, not to me, to his buddy. And yeah. I didn't say anything. I'm like, maybe we could be friends. But this guy said, yeah, Jack Antonoff is saving pop music right now. I'm like, nice. I agree. Yeah. But so rewind to <laughs> 2001 when yeah. you and I were in high school listening to any yeah. band on drive Through Records. drive Through Records is where it was at. Yeah. I yes. loved drive Through Records. We sent a VHS tape to drive Through Records did. to try to get signed. Yeah. The one band I didn't care for. Steel Train. Was that really the only band you didn't care for? The only band I can remember okay, I didn't care for. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. Um, a lot of those bands I don't care for now. But, I remember um, Steel Train. RX Bandits still are dope. Oh, RX Bandits are super dope. But yeah. I remember I remember Steel Train being like, we had, um, this is just a nostalgia trip, but I'm going to indulge it. We had a, a cassette tape of like Drive Through Records Live that you had, and it had yeah. like the starting line and I You Found wore Glory. That out. Dude, we watched that so many times. And Most this- of the bands were so bad it was live. it was a dvd it wasn't a vhs we weren't that old i'm just kidding uh, oh you're right but there no, was the vhs was the old blink 182 vhs I, yes the I urethra bought, chronicles yeah. i had my, my mom bought that for me <laughs> um at what was the music store sam goody or, or sound city or something like that uh, the one in the mall yeah 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 the one my we mom, played a show at one time yeah, yeah my uh-huh. mom bought that for me i'm like oh this is blink i gotta get yeah. that. like this is this new band like yeah. on mtv and they're like <laughs> They got throwing their middle finger up in the air to like Backstreet Boys or whatever. This is so dope. And then the the guy behind the counter said, "You don't want to buy this for your son." It's called the Urethra, Urethra Chronicles. Chronicles. And she's like, "He know he knows what he's doing. He knows, it's fine." He knows it's and, the, fine. and the guy's like, "Okay." And I put right. it in. and I'm like, "Okay, ma'am." Oh, this has introduced me to so many things. Like, yeah, s- like just oh, yeah. super like vulgar, very like, vulgar. They were very big into that. So there was and man, one, did I love it? One time we were watching this this video, and <laughs> when your dad, walked my in? dad walked in. My dad's gonna probably listen to this. I'll pretend he will. Yeah. Um, dad will listen to this. So dad walked in, and we were watching this Blink One Eighty Two tape, 
and yeah. Mark, the bass player, it's some behind the scenes thing. It's so funny. I have this exact memory yes. locked down that Me I did too. not know that I had. Me too. And dad walks in right as Mark looks in the camera and goes, Travis fucked me in the butt. <laughs> this like is Travis's sweat. Yeah, this is Travis's sweat because he fucked me in the butt. He says it a few times, and my dad was like, "Okay," <laughs> walked out of the room, and we were mortified, but we were yeah. laughing. So, um, um, yeah, that's what I, that's what we were watching. But yeah, this drive through. Anyway, yes, drive through. So, uh, so it had a steel train thing, which is we yeah. skipped it all the time. Skipped we it all skip the time. The it was like train. they were trying to be kind of artists or whatever. So to bring it all the way back around, Jack Antonoff, the guitarist for Steel Train, was Jack Antonoff. Mm-hmm. Um, he later became Steel Train's singer when their singer left. Oh wow, the guy that kind of said that guy like left, yep. and then Steel Train kind of became what Bleachers is. That's so interesting. Um, so Bleachers. If I had heard a Bleacher's song without any context, I don't know that I would care that much. Yeah. But with context to who Jack Antonoff is as a producer, yeah. Um, somebody who really cares about the mechanics of a song and yeah. the way that like he needs to feel inspired to 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 know where the what he should do for the baseline. Yeah. And he like there's this one song on his their uh, album Good Morning I think the album's called yeah where he went out to the street he lives in Brooklyn I think he went out and, and recorded the street noise on his iPhone yeah and that's the start of the song nice he's like yeah. that's yeah that's what it needs so huh. that's so yeah um, so that gives you an emotional yeah. in so in a right type of way. so bef- uh, before he was in the band Bleachers yeah he started a band with the the front man from the band the format I don't know if you remember the format vaguely um, vaguely same called fun okay and that's right fun was a band on fueled by ramen fueled records. by ramen and yeah. fueled by ramen records was the new and improved drive-through records yeah was uh the bigger better right paramore fallout yep. boy panic yep. at the disco all these bands that are still kind of they still got their thumb on they, that blink they, 182 scale yeah a little they, bit. they still exist but they all went and like found their own route in pop music yes pop rock music quote yes. quote unquote um, oh, it's pop now. There's no... Yeah, yeah, yeah no, I'll get there. Pop. So um, Jack Antonoff was the guitarist in this band. Okay. They put out uh, a record or two, I guess. Yeah. Um, they had they had a few really big songs. There's a song called uh, Tonight We Are Young. Yeah. So let's set this world on fire. We can burn bright. Like, everybody knows that everybody song. Everybody knows that song. Um, that's Jack Antonoff's... Yeah. Um, work that band broke up because the lead singer thought uh you know what this band's really popular uh-huh. i think i'm gonna be a solo i'm artist. gonna be a big deal i'm gonna be a yeah the a tale as old as time yep and no one's heard from him yeah um he put out an album jack antonoff ended up starting a band called bleachers which yep. is very popular among his core group of fans is it just him or does he have people he has people but it's in the he, band but he it's leads him. it yeah like okay. it's like it's like the foo fighters first album gotcha yeah you know like oh okay that sure. kind of thing yeah so he went and started this band called bleachers which is super dope but i feel like bleachers is really polarizing for whatever reason i don't uh-huh. know if it's his voice or if he's just trying to be too beatlesy that okay um, so you sent me a couple of bleachers songs I've heard of Bleachers before. They've shown mm-hmm. up on a couple of my like Spotify suggestions, whatever. Yeah. The first song, I don't remember what it was. It was the one with the video with uh, Maybe Ooh, from Arrested fight, Development. Stay up late. Yeah. The production on that song is so dope, though. I need and to we'll listen to it We'll listen to it. Like, I'll, I'll, I'll point out some stuff that yeah. like, 
if you understood the specific things I'm listening for, so yeah. like the songs, I, I I enjoy the songs, but I enjoy the fact that on the pre-chorus, yeah, he's pulling the reverb on and off his voice between words. Interesting. Because it's a choice. Yeah. That doesn't happen accidentally. No, no, no. You don't just turn the reverb on and sing into a microphone. He's very detail oriented. Right. And um, these making, little yeah. right. It's it's an art. Yes. That's the thing that he's making. And okay. And so one thing that's interesting about that that leads us all the way back to what did you call it? Baroque pop? Yeah. Or Baroque rock. I can't remember. Baroque, Baroque pop. pop. We're not Le- talking about rock music here. Right, yeah. <laughs> that leads us all the way back to that is the fact that it is not only about writing a song, right? Right. What becomes an art is the production of the song. Right. That becomes its own separate sure. and potentially equal element. And, that, and that's where we were talking about earlier when, when, I, when I derailed the train a little bit, um, talking about uh, Janelle Monet and the, the noise floor okay. <laughs> on yes. her vocal. Yes. Um, those types of things, like, and part of that is just that's part of my craft, right? Yeah. Those are the things that I make and do. Yep. Um, so I admire and respect those things. But Jack Jack Antonoff went on to uh, co-write with a bunch of people. Yeah. So he kind of became a, a smaller version of like a Sam Phillips, right? Yeah. Um, or there's he sort ton, of defined def, defined yeah. a small subgroup of um, of a uh, uh, pop artists. Mm-hmm. Um, he he produced uh, Saint Vincent's Mass Seduction album. Yeah, uh, Lord's second album, Lana Del Rey's new album, Taylor yeah. Swift's 1989. Yeah, um, just co-wrote and, and co-wrote and produced all these albums. Yeah, what I think is interesting about the playlist I sent you was I, I wanted you to hear kind of the stuff that he had worked on because yeah. he's kind of like kind of like a little hero of mine or something right now. Sure. Um, And that could change. Who knows? Sure. Um, But I think the main difference in my mind with what pop music is now versus what it was, even when we were in high school. Yeah. Pop music was what we saw on MTV. Yes. Pop music is what I guess played on the radio. We never really listened to radio. We didn't listen to radio much. It was Um, all country stations where we were. So, but where's MTV? I don't know. Who knows? Now we live in a new technological age yes to where we choose exactly what we think uh like yeah youtube you know there are millions of plays on many kind of pop ish sounding artists yeah that a huge part of the population has probably never heard of yes but millions of views yeah a hundred hundred million views yeah um and you could walk walk to on the street and say, uh, for example, one of the artists I sent you was Poppy. Yes, Poppy is super intriguing. Poppy's very interesting. Um, and there's a there's a whole rabbit hole with Poppy and and this uh, other artist named Mars Argo that like yeah. There's a interesting lawsuit as far as um, which that would could be interesting to briefly talk about. Sure, Poppy, I think one of her highest videos has like 84 million views. Mm-hmm. Like. That's crazy. Yeah, right? it's a lot. Yeah, monetize that, and you are doing well. Doing well. But when Poppy first kind of started to gain popularity on YouTube, yeah, she uh, was posting videos of her just deadpanning into a camera on a white screen, saying weird, cute things that felt very uncomfortable. Hmm. Okay. Um, 
did I sent you some of those videos? You did, right? yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, and so those almost felt like it felt like performance art right. or avant-garde strangeness. There's one where she is there multiple times, and it's her talking to herself. There, you yeah, see her and twice, one, and, and the other one smiles and bleeds out of the mouth. Bleeds right? out of the mouth. Um, yeah. So that's not about the music. No, at all. There's no real music in that video. There's no music in that video. Yeah, but she's a she's an artist. She yeah. sings, right? Yes. Um, and she actually got picked up by Island Records and her first uh-huh. album is super poppy. And yeah. then she eventually kind of gains popularity on YouTube and realizes yeah. that YouTube is her label, right? Yes. Her audience yes. is YouTube. Yes. She doesn't need the machine anymore. Yes. Because the machine is viral, you know, the viral nature of just being odd. Yeah. Um, to where her new music, which I had sent you, um, which I haven't listened to much of, but yeah. it's a mix of... This very 70s poppy choruses meets weird Marilyn Manson metal. Yes. Um, very strange. Heavier but, than Manson. I yeah. mean, pretty like chunky, a little um, bit of math guitar in yeah. there. Like very um, interesting. But then there are many elements of modern hip hop yeah. in a very kind of gothic way. It's a good point, yeah. Um, so all of those elements together, it's very, very popular on YouTube, right? Yeah. And in that sense, like... And there are many elements of pop music. So you have yeah, you have a lot of a lot of repetition, repetition, um, easily, you, pr- fairly easily accessible. Right. It's right? just yeah. it's just odd. It's just, it's it's just it's odd. It's a very but it's wide bag of yes. styles. But it's not hard to digest in terms of right. its musicality necessarily. Right. No, it's just a weird blend of genres. It's not atonal. No, no, no. But her genre and what she says of says her genre is yeah. is post-genre okay it's sure it's not yes right it's yes. it's many things it's, it's very, whatever it yeah. feels like it's a very postmodern um, answer so yeah, yeah for but sure at the same time when you listen to it you're like this is like melodic pop metal yeah. like yeah. You the can, instrumentation you can put a, a you can put yes yeah exactly um there's definitely an art i think to creating a persona that is poppy on yeah. the internet right uh-huh. What's interesting specifically about Poppy is that someone kind of did what she's doing before uh-huh. um, in a different flavor. Someone named Mars Argo. Okay. Right? Yeah. And she did these kind of like what she called or her and her boyfriend. Yeah. Uh, Titanic Sinclair called Computer Show. Okay. Where she would just in a high pitched voice. Yeah. Remember the high pitched voice. Yep. Just like Poppy. Yeah. Would say really odd things into the repetitious things into the camera on yeah. a white backdrop. De- you should delete your Facebook. Delete your, like yeah. mountain. I, I like Mountain Dew when I'm thirsty yeah. and when I'm not thirsty, just the weirdest odd yes. things, right? Yeah. You find all these, these videos of Mar- Mars Argo and her, boy- her boyfriend doing this thing a year, the year that Mars Argo stops creating content, Poppy comes onto the scene doing a very similar thing the bleeding from the mouth thing is pulled directly from a Mars Argo video. Wow. Really? Come to find out, yeah. the guy that's directing and producing all of Poppy's stuff is Mars Argo's ex-boyfriend. Ooh. Okay. So and and it was huh. an abusive relationship. Oh my god. So it was a relationship that she felt like she couldn't get out of and oh it was very god. manipulative, right? Yeah. And essentially it came down to I could, I could just, re- I could recreate you, like, you know, I could do, do this. Oh thing. my goodness! And the reason I know all these things is that she, re- she leaked her lawsuit against Titanic Sinclair and Poppy. Yeah. Basically saying, wow, 
you you stole you stole my public identity in a Interesting. way. Interesting. Yeah, my intellectual property. Intellectual property. Yeah. And that's part of who she was in an, as an artist. Yes. So it's sure. not just the music. So that's that, and then that's that's kind of a fun little thing. Like you could go down a rabbit hole for sure. days just watching sure. um Mars Argo videos and then Poppy videos and like that's so interesting. So what I find super interesting uh-huh. and this is like a sect of the internet where you have pop music, right? Yeah. And you have these two artists, Mars Argo and Poppy. Uh-huh. Mars Argo is this some of the songs are kind of like uh Beach Boysy like power yeah. pop. Yeah. Some of the songs almost feel like a pop mute song that could fit in Donnie Darko, if that makes okay. sense. Sure, yeah. Um, sort of a Tears for Fears kind of Yeah, 80s-y. exactly. Yeah. Um, but then you have Poppy, who's doing post-genre now, right? Yeah. Um, then you have this huge ocean of uh, content consumers. Yeah. And many of them, if you read the comments of these things, are craving authenticity. Yeah. Okay. So you have a huge group of people who flock to Mars Argo because for whatever reason, the thing that she did and the way that she presents herself, herself even though it's very similar to Poppy, yeah. felt authentic. Yeah. And Poppy feels like she's kind of a puppet on this dude's hand. Yeah. Um, there are even videos of her like doing interviews where if you crank up the volume, yeah. you can hear him in an earwig telling oh. her what to say. Oh my goodness. It's really interesting stuff. Like That's wild. Welcome to our pop episode. Yeah. Pop, pop music episode. It's it's really interesting. Yeah. But on a scale of YouTube. Uh-huh. So, you know, you can really curate what you th- consider to be the pop music you consume. It's yeah. not necessarily and it, it is, but much less so fed to you from a machine yeah um the machines are now less so yeah. are are lucky people who created something interesting yeah on youtube yeah um and then are and then are are fueled by sponsors right yeah. mm-hmm. but this idea of like performance art um and having this identity yeah. um that is not at all about the music listen to a lady gaga song uh-huh close your eyes watch a lady gaga music video yeah mute it yeah you can't tell that if you don't know who lady gaga is there's no you know like to think that like lady gaga what she's doing visually isn't an art form oh it's art all into itself is is crazy like yeah and um, so even though a lot of her songs especially earlier on it's like it's like yeah that's probably written and co-written by like the 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 latest greatest pop producer uh right? yeah um yeah. But you have some an artist there who's really trying to do something interesting. Yeah. Um, even though it's fed by a machine. Yes. And so I think that's sort of where we are now. I mean, one thing this makes me think of is the fact that, as I was saying, the thing about pop music, going all the way back to Elvis yep. and me remembering watching that sort of jailhouse rock video yep. um, or whatever it was, right, where he's dancing in the cells and then he like goes down a fireman's pole and all that stuff yep. and he's shaking his hips. It, it is a package. And so because it is not only art but also an economic product, right, it's a consumable mm-hmm to some extent, because it is both of those things, it will be subject to the shifting demands of an economic market. And so because now we have this fractured market, right, where you can get people that the broader culture hasn't ever heard of, but that are going to get, you know, 80 million views on YouTube, 
when your average person will have no idea who that is in the way that they would have an idea who Elvis is, right? It's responsive to changing markets to some extent and Mm -hmm. how we sell things and how advertising works and all this stuff. And so I think going back to my sort of pushback against the the notion of pop music, right? When we were in high school, this sort of machine and before middle school, whatever, this sort of machine was hitting a fever pitch where the culture was one thing, right? MTV and TRL, Total Request Live for the old people listening, right? Carson Daly. Carson Daly was still a huge thing. And so... I, you know, I went back and listened to a lot of these old pop songs from when we were coming up, right? Yeah. And with those, I mean, it hit this fever pitch of we didn't have things like the poppy Mars Argo thing, right? Where you could just have access to these people. It was these packaged, yeah. completely constructed. I mean, at the same time, though, yeah. we had Outcast. True, true. And Outcast is super interesting. Yeah. And I think pushing the boundaries yeah. in a way that is not what those other artists were oh no of course um you had exceptions i mean i'm yeah. not saying you didn't have people doing sure. artistic yeah. things but when you think about backstreet boys when you think about nsync when you think about i went back and listened to like britney and christina like their first songs yeah. and stuff like it's that crazy it is wild and i mean that it's onto- also considered euro pop Oh, the early Britney and Christina stuff? And the Backstreet Boys, because it's... Uh, Interesting. So pop music in America yeah. didn't necessarily, at before that, rely on dance. Oh, interesting, um, yeah. But, I mean, that's what I read, but at the same time, like, <laughs> Michael Jackson. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Well, and also there's... It's different, though. This is a, this is a total... This is tangential, but or, I just... Or, ha- well, ja- dance and trance. Okay. So there's sort no, of house there's music no or, kind of house trance... Yeah. genre before in america before like backstreet boys and those types of artists they bring those influences exactly yeah yeah that makes sense there's also a whole book to be written and i won't say anything further about this there's a whole book to be written on gender and how like (laughs) right specifically women's sexuality is talked about in puritan america uh, in like britney and christina i was listening to those songs and i was like this is super gross. Like, yeah, y'all this sort are of young. This sort of duality where it's like fetishizing these very, very young women, and not just that, but like focusing on the fact that they are young, right? Yeah. But then at the same time, there's this whole like, no, Britney's a virgin type thing, like right. purity. Type. It's just all just unhealthy attitudes toward that yeah. stuff across the board. But anyway, but yeah, I was listening to that stuff, and I think like when we were coming up those things were hitting a fever pitch where it was like artists became products and some people yeah. break through this i mean justin timberlake's an artist like there's justin no question Timberlake is 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 wonderful <laughs> yeah yeah but at the same time what's wonderful about justin timberlake is the fact that he was able to break out of that mold exactly Do you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. um so well like, if you but yeah. if you think about those those artists like you have yeah. uh spice girls mm-hmm. destiny's child yeah um I'm yeah. a boy band aficionado. I know them all. Sure. Um, yeah. Backstreet Boys, NSYNC, yep. 98 Degrees, yep. Five, O-Town. Uh-huh. These uh, just over and over. Sure. The same guy ver- and couple of guys yeah. created these Construct groups. all these. Yeah, of course. There, there's nothing organic about the way no. they came together. No. So like, and I think that Justin Timberlake is another story of trying to get to that middle right yes um because he is an artist yes and he knows he's an artist he actually wants to do things that are innovative that are interesting i mean whether i i never listen to justin timberlake but i understand that he yeah is thinking about his art in this way right he's not 
only trying to make an economic product. Yeah. Um, which I think is what you find in the worst examples of this. I mean, I heard a quote, and I, I'm going to paraphrase it and probably get it wrong, from uh, the American Idol guy. Uh, what was his name? The British guy who was a dick. You know who I'm talking oh, about. Uh, yeah, uh, Simon Cowell. Simon Cowell. Simon Cowell. I heard a, I heard a quote from him from he's Simon Cowell. He's softened up a, late, a lot lately. Has he if really? If you watch America's Got Talent. Uh, he's getting old and he knows it. Yeah. Um, but nevertheless, Simon Cowell, I heard a quote from him one time where he was talking about, would I rather be a high-quality chef or would I rather be McDonald's? And he's like, I'd rather be McDonald's because they sell a lot more burgers, right? Or something right. like this. And so it's like that attitude toward art yeah. is super gross. Yeah. Wouldn't and, you rather be like, uh, what's his face on the Food Network? What's his face? <laughs> Gordon Ramsay or something? No, don't be Gordon Ramsay. Don't be, yeah. No, the red-haired guy. <laughs> it's dry! Uh, uh, who's the red-haired guy? I'm beat, sure I know uh, him. The show be, uh, Beat... <laughs> What's his name? I mean, I'd rather be Guy Fieri, but that's just <laughs> that's just me. That's like that's the middle, though. You see what right. I'm saying? Yeah, sure. You could sure you could be so well known for making this yeah. wonder this wonderful food. You're talking about Bobby Flay. That's who you're talking Bobby about. Bobby Flay. Yeah, right. Bobby Flay is known for making wonderful tasting gourmet food. Yeah, but he's on top of the world. Right, right, right. There's a show about people trying to beat him. It's finding that no mix. one can do it. It's, fi- it's finding it's, that balance. You're looking for the middle. Poblano peppers. That's what he does. That's Poblano, his secret. That's he his, loves southwestern. He food. loves southwestern. South- make, make, I'm gonna make a burger. I'm gonna put some poblano peppers some, in there. Some of, of that spice. Of, of course you Gotta are, put Bobby. Some of that spice. Of course you are. And the judge was like, "Well, this is too spiced for me. Yeah. Like, you know what? But it, but it's great tasting. You know that's Bobby yeah. Flay. If it tastes of like course. southwestern stuff, yeah, it's Bobby Flay. Come this, on. This other one's actually really good, but it's kind of bland. Yeah, that's not Bobby Flay. You know <laughs> who's gonna win? Of course, it's always. Bobby Flay. Yeah, Bobby Flay is the. <laughs> okay. All right. I, I'm going to say this. I've got yeah. so many more notes that we're sure. not going to get to. Like, sure, that's fine. Um, we don't have to get all to get to all of it. Um, but yeah. uh, so thinking of Lady Gaga real quick. Yeah. Uh, and then and then rewinding to David Bowie, right? Sure. So David Bowie becomes Ziggy Stardust. Yeah. And I'm sure you can hear it sonically. But that's not the point, I don't think. Yeah. I don't think making new music, it is, but without the aesthetic change, yeah. it's not Ziggy Stardust. Sure. Um, so that's yes. part of the package of David Bowie as a pop artist. Yeah. And I mean, that's kind of the takeaway about yeah. pop music, right? Mm-hmm. Is that it is a package. And you don't have to judge that negatively. Sometimes it's done very, very well and very, very artistically. It can be done right. well. It can be done badly. Yeah. I, I, and I think what you're looking for is is the the intention, motive, and authenticity yeah. of what the artist is trying to do. Yes, absolutely. Um, if you believe that um, um, Justin Timberlake's trying to do something cool, or yeah. you believe that, you know, Beyonce's "Sorry" video comes from a really authentic, genuine place. Yeah. Even yeah. if you even if you don't like it, even if you listen to it and you go, that's not for me, it doesn't set off that gross reaction. Right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You don't go, ugh, you know, I this is nonsense. This is garbage. This is, you know, whatever. So I do have this, and we can get to, uh, I'm happy to do as much of, of your notes as you want. The last thing that I have to say was I did just today yeah. look up, because uh, I wanted to, you sent me a YouTube list, and I wanted to actually sit and watch those videos because aesthetic is important, and I knew we were going to talk about that. While I was uh, I was grading papers for work, and while I was doing that, I looked up the pop hits playlist of 2019, just to Ooh, get just yeah. to get in there. You know what I mean? Just to hear the first thing that came up uh-huh. was a brand new Fallout Boy song. Oh, a brand new Fallout Boy song featuring Wyclef Jean, 
and I would right. It's called you, you sent it to me. I'm actually what's what's interesting yeah. is that I don't quite remember it. Sure, um, it's called Dear Future Self, and I really really disliked it. But I would like to <laughs> I would like to read you the chorus. Yeah, please. which goes like this: Hands up, ready for the boom. Never mind the rocket launcher. <laughs> Talking about a tune. You can hear us coming with the zoom. Oh, Listen no. to the boom boom. That's so funny. We are breaking through. That's the chorus. That's the chorus. So that funny. Goddamn song. <laughs> I didn't listen to the chorus. Yeah. I mean, I did. Yeah. But I'm just hearing the. I'm just hearing the beat, and I'm like, yes. okay, all right, sure. I, I need to hear it two or three times before I actually hear what he's saying. Right? Yeah. As someone who, and this is the same for you, but as someone who grew up, I mean, we went and saw Fall Out Boy live right before their second record. And dropped Fall Out Boy and was big. always so clever, right? Yeah. Um, Especially lyrically. lyrically. Yeah. yeah. They were, and, and they were sort of cliche and hack a little bit here and there sure. where they would, they would do that emo, like, let's talk about something romantic and then talk about violence in the same line. Yeah. They did that a lot. But nevertheless... It didn't, it didn't feel unauthentic to no. him, though. No, it felt like, like he was he, being he was, honest. He was, a, he was an, an overgrown scene kid. Of course. Um, but, at heart. And- but as someone who grew up, especially on those first two records... And being like, God, those are good. You know what I mean? They were punk, but they had like soul influence and stuff like that. Yeah. And listening to this, this song came up and I was like, I really hate this. I'm really upset. (laughs) (laughs) It's not only that I dislike the song, but knowing who's making it makes it worse to me. Yeah. feels like such a cash grab. It's just so awful. So I heard that. They they broke up for a long time. So my assumption is if you come back with a bunch of like uber pop hits that you're hurting for some cash, (laughs) right? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So I heard that. And then another song that came up, not right after, but a few songs later, was the new Panic at the Disco song. Yeah. From the so, yeah, from the Frozen Two soundtrack. So that's that that's the thing though. Okay, like, it's a Frozen like that is oh, made yeah. for yes, it is musical kids. Yes, it who is. love it is a music. Gum. It is a it's a musical song. Yes, too right, it, and I mean, that's and it does. Yes. It feels like it that. feels like a musical song. Yeah, yeah. But as someone who once again enjoyed the first two Panic at the Disco, especially records, the second one, especially the second one, which is very. I mean, it's just Sergeant Pepper's, but like, yeah, you know, enjoyed that record. Thought it was cool. Thought it had a lot of potential to just come back and revisit Panic at the Disco and have them be right. be be slinging Frozen DVDs for <laughs> Disney. Felt a little <laughs> weird. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Got to get that Disney Plus subscription yeah. though, right, folks? Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, I'm, and I'm and I'm so on the fence because, like, again, I go I go at it from like a perspective of like like Brendan Urie, the singer of Panic at the Disco, is yeah. very humanized to me. Sure. Because like he dated somebody I knew in Nashville. Uh huh. Um, yeah. I never met him, but sure. like you had a point of he common, was very he, he yeah. was he had a point of common connection right. there. So yeah. like to get an opportunity to like make that much money. Sure, of course. Like it's like of course. I get it, man. Yeah. I get like yeah. But at the same time, like I, yeah. And, and, and this is and I mean this is the thing, right? It's yeah. it's it's there. There's no. I mean, I, you know, I'm not saying he's an immoral person or anything like that. No, I'm just saying it's gross. It's gross. Like yeah. it's it's not. Um, and lots of people do. And this was the point, sort of tracking all the way back to that Patton Oswalt quote. This is the point that he makes in that whole bit, right? Which is that, do you know the the disgusting and 
evil things that human beings have done for money and power, mm-hmm. essentially, right? right? Horrible things. Raped, yeah. murdered, etc. Yeah. And then you listen to Nickelback and they sing some some shitty songs. Like, you can't be that mad. It's fine. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. they could do lots worse. You could do yeah. lots worse than trying to sell frozen two DVDs yeah. or Blu-rays or whatever. I saw a meme like, the other day that yeah. said Imagine Dragons is just the the, <laughs> the new scene uh, yeah. Nickelback. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah they're yeah (laughs) Yeah, sure yeah so i mean we haven't we haven't explored this that much but i'm sure you have thoughts on it so this 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 distinction between what's popular and pop music yeah so here just so the audience knows will's trying to make sure that this is like he's 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 digging into the <laughs> he's like, let's get into the meat and taters. Yeah, let's of- get into them taters, man. He's like, this, this, uh, this, this uh, diploma don't it means something. Look, man, I came to shit on Fallout Boy, and I've done that. So this is this is where I have to go now, theoretically. Yeah. Um. But no, do you have other thoughts about that? The distinction, I- like, what is pop music as a genre because we talked about mass media it's mass culture and it has to do with an image not only the music and blah 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 but as a genre of music what is pop music is that even something we can talk about Uh, i mean i i I feel like things have changed so drastically so quickly that things are being constantly redefined and faster than we can define them yeah if we were having this conversation in high school or even even 10 years ago, I yeah. feel like it would be different. Yeah. Easier um, to have the conversation. Much easier to have the conversation. Yeah. But uh, if, if you think about pop music as what's being played on the radio, it's redefined every year. Yeah. Um, and uh, there will be a time where it's redefined every month, I think. <laughs> you yeah. know, like that's just sure. the speed of technology where where a band like Blink-182 was... was on the radio and very popular for several years in a row. Yeah. Now it's, you know, attention span. Um, yeah. When your video stops playing or if you don't like the music video you're watching, yeah. stop, Yeah. go to the next one. Yeah. MTV doesn't do that. Yeah. I had That's to wait point. the whole hour to get to that. And yeah. I even knew what the f- number one video was going to be because it's yeah. the same one every same time. Same one every time, yeah. But I waited. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. And it got to a point where you didn't even get to see the whole video. Oh, and I hated that. Yeah. yeah. Like, they started the doing thing. that. They started doing that where they would show, and it was a trend of MTV trying to stay alive, essentially. Yeah. Because kids were getting bored just watching videos. But it would be like, they would show you 30 seconds of the video, and yeah. then they'd come back and go, okay, we got to go commercial. It's more about the news you know? of yeah, yeah, what's yeah. popular. We're going to interview whoever it is, right. you know, Kid Rock or whatever. But now, um, I mean, it's, yeah. it, it's, you know, it's the same thing with like, you know, for me, like streaming services, watching movies. Yeah, I have trouble, more trouble getting invested in something that's streaming versus something that I buy on iTunes. Yeah, that makes sense. And I think YouTube, the YouTube culture, and music videos, and and and, and artists, pop pop artists, who whatever kind of artists on YouTube who are like coming out now, they're constantly having to try and redefine themselves. And make themselves as a person. Like you've got people on YouTube now who who vlog every day of their lives. Yeah. And people eat it up. Yeah. Because they feel like, and that's the same thing with podcasts. The the whole then this new kind of podcast wave of the last five or ten years. Yeah. You feel like you know the people that you're consuming. Oh sure. Yeah. Um, so like Poppy's weird, but she's also kind of my friend too. You right. Know what I mean. 
Yeah. Because like I'm not just listening to her songs. Yeah. I'm trying to figure her out in other ways. Yeah, for sure. Because um, access to these people is so much easier now. So I I guess one question that I would have then is pop music as a genre it's going to involve some level of you know all those things we talked about repetition a particular beat etc cetera, etc cetera, right. uh, some type of instrumentation whatever it is melodic uh, and- yeah all that stuff pop music as a genre that's going to be a thing it's going to keep going yeah. um i guess my question then would be with the fracturing of culture because you don't have the model anymore where it's some record executive and you just got to sing the right song and they go okay cool we'll sell a million copies you know is popular music going to go away because our culture and our entertainment streams are so niche and so people that i would be i can think of examples of people not just musicians but you know anybody that if they were to walk into the room right now i can pick people who i would freak the hell out and you would have no idea who they were yeah do you know what i mean Mm -hmm. and we're close and we hang out all the time and i can think of people who would be like that and not that that's a new idea yeah but but I can think of people who you wouldn't know who they were right. that I would freak out about. Exactly. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, and so I wonder if... And vice versa, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And so I wonder if popularity itself is changing as opposed to you know pop music as a genre, and that's going to stick right. around. And you know, I, I, th- I think it's this idea of curating your own... Yeah. It's, 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 it's kind of a secluded way to live. Yes. Um, it sections us off into right. these little cul-de-sacs um, of. But we don't communally, even even though there are so many views on yeah. these YouTube videos. Yeah. These people don't know each other who are enjoying this thing. Yeah, right? for sure. And just because there's this lot more popular thing on YouTube or yeah. Spotify or whatever it is, it looks communal from a number, but it's just one person in their bedroom. Yeah. With their headphones on. Yeah. Uh, yeah consuming this thing yeah and i mean you still do i mean people still go to concerts and people still go to shows and i'm sure there are you know whatever all that stuff i watched that i watched half of the taylor swift live thing on netflix or whatever because i was curious about it yeah yeah i didn't get through it it was okay no um it was one of the things where i didn't hate it but i was just like i'm gonna check something else i was like you know now taylor swift you could do a whole episode on of course taylor swift is such an enigma to me uh-huh not in this in, in this a sense of like her her songs her her as an artist or, yeah. or any of that it's just the uber singular popularity that she had over everyone else sure um you can't point at the thing that says that's it yeah you know what i mean yeah it just happened that way yes and she became at for a time less so now obviously sure and i think that also it's because you have 10,000 choices of anything that has over a million views on did, YouTube. Did she break before that was the case? I think so. Okay. I mean, she, yeah. when she was on Big Machine Records doing yeah. country music, like yeah. she, she got oh, a break right. in, on country radio. True, um, true. She's such an enigma. It's so She's so interesting yeah. in, in just her success story. Yeah. Um, I, I can't point at it and say this is why. Yeah. Uh, I mean, her stuff is very easy to digest. Of course. Very simple. The the, the yep. subject matter and the lyrics is yep. anybody could relate to it in some way. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But there's lots of stuff like that, you know? Yeah. So, like, it's just super interesting to me culturally what it is about this one artist yeah. that is just, like, 
some sort of like god well and that reminds me of i mean this is not about taylor swift particularly but some of the things you said remind me of something that i've noticed which is that i feel like artists who were big who got to prominence right before culture sort of devolved into streaming services and these little niche cul-de-sacs i feel like those folks hang around longer because like i mean uh you were with me when we saw third eye blind right yeah. At, uh, at downtown here yeah. in Louisville. Yeah. So we went and saw them. My impression is if culture had stayed, if the way we consume music had stayed the same, Third Eye Blind would not have had as big of an audience there as they had. No. Right? I mean, in, in my mind at least, their continued success from playing songs that they wrote 15, 20 years ago is because we all remember watching them together. Because yeah. they were all, you know, had their stamp of approval by the gatekeepers at MTV before MTV didn't mean anything culturally anymore and so we were all watching them whereas now i'm listening to bands that put out a record two years ago nobody else in my friend group even knows about them but i'm super into it do you know what i mean but that and that doesn't matter yeah like you're going to enjoy it regardless no i'm going to enjoy it regardless yeah Yeah, absolutely and i'm not going to try to go around like proselytizing about bands i'm listening to now that are new or something but it's like i don't know i just i think that's an interesting thing in terms of why we still listen to bands who, by all rights, haven't put out anything new that's like, it's not their new stuff. It's not the new yeah. Third Eye Blind record no. or the new Taking Back Sunday record or something like that. I'm sure for some people it is, yeah. but in the same way that it's, you know, that for, you know, me listening to Pup or something now. I don't know. I th- Again, very poppy. Yeah, very poppy, of course. Yeah, genre wise. Genre wise. Yes, genre wise. Yeah. Um, and so I think that's, that's whatever that really means. Whatever that means. Yeah, exactly. So I think that's that's sort of the, you know, I, I think that's one of the interesting questions. Is obviously it means pop music where we had this monoculture where it was the Beatles and Elvis and this kind of thing, and then it's just devolved and there's so many arrangements now and so many possibilities that. I don't even know if it's meaningful to talk about popular music anymore. Yeah. I don't know what that means now. Other than just a a, a number. Yeah, it's a um, number. Yeah, and, for sure. And to say that like radio hits don't exist anymore, um, that's not true. Yes, they do. Yeah. Um, they do. Yeah. Um, people still listen to the radio. Right. But not like they did. Not so, like they did, yeah. Um, the only reason I know Havana, na-na, because it was on the radio every time the radio came on. Yeah. Um, same thing with some of the like Justin Bieber's yep. new songs. When I say new songs, probably like five years old. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that feels new. That's new. Um, yeah. There's a band called the Chainsmokers. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think I know one of their songs because it was just p- played to death. Sure. Right. Yeah. And there still are these little gates. So there's like the thing you like when you say you talk about hearing things on the radio, like when we go, look, we go to the same Planet Fitness. When I go over there, they have a rotating list of probably 30 songs that I'm sure they've done yeah. some sort of contract so that they show the video over and over and over. Yeah. You know, that kind of thing. And so those aren't even necessarily like what's on the radio. No. It's like kind of specific it's, to yes, Planet exact, Fitness, right? Exactly. Yeah. So there are these little instances where there are still gatekeepers. Yeah. Right. Um, but I think you need that to. You it's need, not. Yeah. yeah. Like the the idea of like being discovered by a record label and then yeah. putting you on the radio and then you just selling out arenas antiquated. Like, that's old school. Yeah, that's ancient. Not history that that at this point. can't happen. Right, but that's just not like no. It's not how it works. Bands vlog on YouTube. Yeah, hoping that they do something that's going to go viral. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, um, 
and that and also hoping that when they do go viral viral their content is good yeah yeah <laughs> um, of course that, that they have a good song they can turn that moment that lightning strike yeah. into some sort of sustained income stream yeah. or something and usually it yeah. doesn't happen no usually not Cool. You got anything else uh, about pop music, either did you, popular did you, did or you genre? Did you think it would go where it went? No, I didn't. I didn't know where it would go, but yeah. uh, I think it was a good discussion, though. Fun. I think it's interesting. There's yeah. a lot. Of, I mean, it's such a broad thing that it's hard to even, you know, we had to get narrow in, exactly. in order to have content to talk about. And, and that's funny, yeah. like, because when you, when you were talking about the, the list, the YouTube list of pop music I sent you, it was yeah. like... Very specific. Very specific. This band called Red Hearse. Yeah. That's, again, Jack Antonoff's oh, band. But irresistible, like, though. So good. They're so good. So good. And there's such an art to how they're putting these songs together. And such, I mean, that's a band where the word I used, irresistible, when I said that, I sent Joe a text that said, this band is irresistible. It's because, like, they are they hit, they hit check none of my boxes. Yeah. And I listen to them, and I'm just like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, this for is, sure. This is like, I like, ice cream's not you know yeah necessarily gonna sustain you right but you're gonna man, enjoy it ice cream's good you're gonna enjoy <laughs> it for sure pop music i mean uh, we gonna rate this thing i guess um yeah you're gonna rate popular music you're gonna rate pop music how you gonna do it i'm not gonna rate pop music from my childhood and i'll tell you why okay yeah it'd be a low score first sure. of all yeah because i didn't even think of the the pop bands i was listening to as pop music sure but because i'm uh I'm a I'm an adult, yeah. Now, yeah. I just listen to what I listen to. Yeah. Some of that I would consider pop music. Like yeah. Red Hearse is a pop, sure group, sure of some sort. Yep. Hip hop elements. Uh, I I can't. You can't. It's sure. like this dude singing in falsetto, like with a lot of soul, but like great beats and like yeah. this mini mo groove. It's like that's my pop music. Sure. And I I. When that album came out, I listened to it for a few weeks. Sure. Um, and I rate that album. No, you rate it first. <laughs> Me rate pop music? Yeah, you rate pop music. All right, so I'm going to rate pop music. I'm not going to go into any explanation. No, I'll go into a little explanation. So I have to balance all the all the wonderful things you just said with my re-awareness. Yeah, take a dump on them a little My re-awareness this week when I was listening to Backstreet Boys and Spice Girls and yeah. all those people, which some of those are, some of those songs jam, but nevertheless, re-listening to all those sort of artificial constructed Simon Cowell versions of just, here's a product that I stamped out of pink chicken slime mcdonald's chicken nuggets style oh they're good whatever yeah I exactly had one in years though so i stamped that out we know here's what the people want let's make a thing we'll get it into walmart so that you know blah blah, blah that kind of thing uh i have to balance that against the red hearse uh crowd of the world right, right. um and so i'm gonna give pop music a 6.5 out of 10 I'm gonna give, I'm gonna give it six point five out of ten. Yeah, hoo hoos, hoo hoos. That's what I'm going with. I'm I'm going to rate uh, my curated version of what I think pop music is <laughs> yeah. and what I like about pop music as a genre is. Yeah. And what's interesting about Red Hearse is like, I don't know that like part of the reason I like them so much is that they're not that well known. Yeah. Just because like they're pop, but they're not popular. Right. Yeah. Um, and if 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 there is a god, they will become popular. They're <laughs> yeah, great, right? <laughs> right? Yeah, they deserve it. Um, yeah, I'm gonna rate pop music and what I see it as now and what I appreciate it as now. Yeah, eight point six 
Quincy Jones mini Moog riffs. I love it. <laughs> I love it. So that's your definitive take from the doc and the maestro on pop music. It's going to be 6.5 and 8.6, yeah. respectively. Point five is, just yeah. wasn't enough. That is your no. You got to give it that little, little, little one more. Now don't that little bit. Now don't go misquoting me and saying yeah. that I love the Backstreet Boys. Okay. So what they you were learned, in town recently, and I didn't right. go see them. Yeah, you should love them. They got one of our. They got one of our people in it. One of the Kentucky boy in that, right? Two. Yeah. Oh, two. Two. Hell, man. Yeah. We gotta go see Backstreet. Uh, Backstreet's Back is a jam, and I was listening to it while I was grading papers, so I just do have to throw that out there. When I was in middle school, though, when those those songs were on yeah. TV, like, yeah, I dude. got it. Sure, yeah. And it wasn't until I yeah. discovered, like... Uh, it's a multimedia explosion. Urethra's Chronicles. Right. <laughs> yeah. So, all right, so just for fun, I was thinking about this earlier. Uh, when we plug stuff, and we'll talk about Destination and all those folks like we always do in our common creative stuff, but when we plug our stuff, let's plug uh, our musical endeavor since this is a musical episode. Can you think of anything that is uh, musical that you would like to plug? Um, you got music out there that the people can go check out. I do, but like a lot of the stuff... Uh, well, Will and I used to be in a band called Villain District. That stuff's still kind of fun. Oh, that's true. Yeah, plug yeah. Villain District. I didn't um, think about that. But I will say, um, I, I scored a movie called One Must Fall. There you go. Um, it's like uh, an 80s throwback kind of movie, and I had a ton of fun taking uh, a bunch of analog synthesizers and arpeggiated stuff, but then like uh, playing with uh, kind of like ambient stuff and mm-hmm. beats and like just going full on... 80s synthesizer but my modern take on that yeah um that movie actually hits vod on december 3rd Ooh, nice um and i will be releasing an original soundtrack on spotify to go along with that release oh yeah um and as a film composer i haven't actually released um an album yeah um you can hear some stuff that i've done you can find it online sure but as far as a release um i haven't done that yet sure Um, so this will be my first one cool I'll, I'll, I'll plug that. Yeah. We'll go check that out. December 3rd. Hey December 3rd coming up soon or maybe already, depending on when this, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this episode it's comes hard to out. Say. We'll see. Yeah. Um, We've December been too 3rd, good at recording episodes. December 3rd, 2019. So if that date's already passed, go check it out. Uh, I'm going to plug an old thing because I haven't done music in a while. But I'll plug... Uh, uh, Villain District is very good. I, I forgot to mention that. Uh, so go look on, what, YouTube? It's on YouTube, right? Yeah, there's a there's a YouTube channel with like we got, we got a few videos, three or four videos, three or four videos of Villain District with Joe and I both playing things, um, just pop music, just pop music, just straight up pop music. And then I'm gonna, I'm gonna also plug uh, Hepburn and Winter. I came out. I'm in a band called Hepburn and Winter that came out with a record probably like three years ago at this point. But I had mentioned it on the podcast, so let's do that. Go on Spotify and look up uh, Hepburn H E P B U R N and Winter, and the record Weird Ideas is up. So that was the last musical thing I put out. Uh, so that's that's it for pop music. Yeah, I didn't even get to mention my dad's mixtapes he made growing oh, up. Oh, that's dope. Yeah, that was my introduction to pop music. Oh, and, yeah. And we didn't even get there. So. Oh, man. Well, but we I, might have to revisit in the future. Yeah. Who knows? Uh, all right. Well, that's your definitive take on pop music. Let us know what you think. And also let us know if you have uh, topics that you want us to talk about. Man, at we, some point we've gotten in the future. some reviews. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Talk about reviews. Yeah. Where do we five got stars? We're at five stars. Yeah. Hell yeah. So like, if that ever dips, we're gonna we're pulling the plug. <sighs> God, yeah, it's gonna be we're gonna, over. We're gonna, I'll delete it. Oh yeah. He'll yeah. delete. He's on a hair trigger, people. 
Don't even test him. Get on there and leave us a five-star review on iTunes uh, and hit that subscribe button on Comic Creatives. Also, let us know what you want us to talk about. Send us something on Instagram at Comic Creatives Podcast or on Facebook. Uh, look us up, Comic Creatives Podcast. Also, if you're just old school and you're using electronic mail, it's Comic Creatives Podcast at gmail.com. Let yeah. us know. Is that old school? I don't know. I don't I, send emails. I don't know. For real? I no, send, I do. I do for yeah. work. But yeah, not, I was gonna say at work, I send like yeah. crazy amount of emails every day. Emails are for work. I don't do it for fun. Yeah. But I kind of do. I send okay. you emails. That's true. Yeah, that's true. If you gotta send something, but I'm yeah. not like saying, "Hey, what's up?" No. I'm like, <laughs> "Dear Will." I'm like, "Listen to this or watch this." <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right. Well, thanks for joining us, everybody, at the Common Creators Podcast with uh, the Doc and the Maestro. Come back next time. Do you, as far as pop music goes, would you say that you concur, Doctor? I would say that I concur, Doctor. Thank you for listening, DNN.